Hello, you're listening to Yarns from the Plain, a podcast for knitters, crocheters, and anyone who loves to play with yarn. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 19. How are you? It's been really cold here in the UK so I've been wandering around various points of the last week looking like some kind of woolen snowman uh, bedecked in at times four knitted items or pairs of items you know possibly a little excessive but uh, it does at least keep the cold and the biting wind out. Um, we've had some snow it's uh, been settled here for about five days but it started to melt yesterday um, and today it's just been one of those um, days that my Scottish friends would call um, just continual wet hanging in the air that's kind of slowly falling but is really really grey and overall misty. Since I spoke to you last school's been very busy though my there's a surprise in the run-up to Christmas. I haven't done any spinning at all but I've done a sort of bit of knit and crochet. I've had some points actually where I've not knit or, cro- or crocheted um, for several days. In fact, actually, we've had a, a deadline to meet on certain pieces of paperwork for school. Um, so that held me up for a bit. But um, it's been some interesting, very mixed knitting uh, and crochet. I've knitted and crocheted um, a number of small 18-inch squares to use for Shiloh blanket squares. They're not actually sent off anywhere they're just sitting in a a little stockpile that I'm going to send off um, when I've got a few done. Interestingly enough I ordered some Vanna's Choice um, which is an acrylic that a lot of people in the blanket swaps I've taken part in seem to really really like. Um, I don't know if it's just the one I'm using that's a mixed sort of two-tone colorway. I don't think it's very nice to use at all. It's quite it feels quite rough to me. Uh, Much prefer Lion brand which is a an 80% acrylic, 20% wool mix. But people rave about Vanna's Choice, about it being a really soft acrylic. Maybe it's better when it, it washes up, um, but I'm not. I, I like the colours. Uh, I've got a mottled sort of tangerine colour on the go at the moment, and I like the effect of the colour of the of the partial dyeing of the yarn, but I, I can't say I'm enamoured with the actual feel of the yarn as I use it. I've turned the heel on the Easy Knits um, Biffle Plus sock, that I've worked on. I took it on the, the coach with me to a school trip out and uh, to while away and take my mind off my potential travel sickness. I'm not over fond of coach travel and I love the way it's striping as I build it up so when I came to the heel instead of doing a heel flap and picking up the stitches for the gusset like I normally do I decided to try a short row heel um, I'm not over fond of them but I wanted to try and keep the striping pattern and of course if you knit a heel flap and then pick up stitches with the gusset and then decrease at certain points you've got far more stitches on your needle than you have for the leg or the foot and it disrupts the striping sequence and you end up with all sorts of pooling and I didn't want that so I've chanced my arm uh, on a short row heel I knitted it once tried it on and it was just far too pointy um, with too much material in it so I ripped it all back and knit it again and it seems better this time so that's sort of chugging along nicely. I've been working on that. That's my takeout project um, because it's, you know, it's a sock. And I've got it on 
two circs, so it's really easy to to carry around. What else have I got? I've got um, oh, a couple of weeks ago I went on a fibre and clay workshop. Sarah Hatton, um, the designer who has designed for um, Serdar and for Rowan, is currently a Rowan designer. Um, she came to fibre and clay and did a circular shawl design course that was really interesting it's uh, one that she's doing um, in preparation for a course that she, a workshop that she's running at the Vogue knitting event in New York in January so I think we were sort of acting like little guinea pigs I think and that was really interesting it was based on Elizabeth Zimmerman's pie shawl and the increases that you get on that um, which involve it, it's very mathematical but um, you increase on your increase round you basically do knit one yarn over knit one yarn over all the way around um, and then the number of rows that you do without any increases between each set of increases doubles um, each time so it's sort of growing exponentially um, which of course appeals to the math geek in me so we had a little play around with designs and I've started one of my own design very simple um, diamond lace patterns um, but it is in kid silk haze and I've sort of put it down because I discovered about 10 days ago that I had missed a yarn over. So I'm sort of stealing myself to work my way around to where it is. I've put a little marker where I've um, missed it and then sort of drop down and pick it up um, because kid silk haze, if you've ever worked with it, is an absolute pig to tink back so I thought right I won't I will um, just drop it and persuade it that it wants to put a yarn over and you know smile sweetly at it so that's sort of set on the, the by the by for the moment and then um, on Thursday I um, hadn't knit uh, gosh for probably for the, since Saturday because um, I'd been really busy and I went to knit group and finally succumbed to the Rowan Colorscape Chunky um, Sarah Hazel, the crochet designer, had um, come to a course at Fibre and Clay and she'd been wearing a cow, a very simple cow, uh, moss stitch that she'd, uh, I want to say knocked up, but that sounds really disrespectful, but she'd, she'd sort of made it quite um, quickly with one skein of the Colorscape, Rowan Colorscape Chunky. And so Rihanna um, spoke to her about it and has been giving people the numbers involved if they've bought um, a skein of the Colourscape Chunky. So quite a few people have made them at um, the Knit Club. And so I cast on for one on Thursday. That's my first and possibly only, well actually no it's not because I've got a second one. Um, my first piece of Christmas knitting for this year. I did vow I wasn't going to do it. I always vow I'm never going to do it. And then I normally sneak a couple of small items in. But I always think that knitting is supposed to be fun. And the moment I put a deadline on it, it ceases to be fun and it's a chore. And I have enough deadlines at work that I don't need a deadline with my knitting. But I've done this cowl. It's in very autumn colours, browns and olive greens and russets. And I've done it for one of my cousins and it's really, really nice. I really like it. I like it so much, in fact, that I had a little rummage in the stash and that lovely Thistledown yarns um, that I bought from Linda Perry at Sterling, I've decided to make into a cow for my mother-in-law because she really, really liked the colours. And they are more her colours than mine, really. They're a bit too soft um, for me. They, don't re they won't really suit me. Um, so that's been my sort of knitting and crocheting month. Like I say, no spinning. 
Um, but what I have had, <gasps> what I have had is the most delightful package of scraps of fibre from the UK Spinners Board on Ravelry. Um, they have a scrap swap quite often where you bundle up 100, 200 or 300 grams of fibre, send it to a coordinator who basically sits there and pulls it all apart into scraps uh, and then returns you the same weight of scraps of fibre but of course they're a whole mix. So they're a mix of fibres because they'll be, they, you know, you can have silk or merino um, as long as it's skin soft, it doesn't matter, uh, mix of colours and so you then just spin them up however you like. I've seen people arrange them in a rainbow sequence uh, and then Navajo ply. I've seen people do it completely randomly. However it happens when people do it, it seems to come out looking really, really nice. So I'm itching to have a go at that. But I've got that lovely fibre from um, Pick Perfect's um, fluff and stuff that I need to, to sort out and finish um, and like I say I haven't touched it but I'm hoping that when we get to the Christmas holidays in a couple of weeks I can do that. So that that's all, uh, all the action there. I was thrilled with how many of you entered the draw for the Boysenberry Biffle Plus. It was lovely to have so many of you come forward and, and give me the most amazing reasons that you should have it ranging from uh, I need something to pet because I've broken my arm, uh, it's my birthday therefore um, I would have it. Um, I used to eat boysenberries all the time when I was a child. I've never seen a boysenberry, so I need to see it so I know what colour it is. Uh, I've never knit with Blueface Lester. Just lovely, lovely reasons. Now, um, other people, when they have draw, have random number gen generators from the in internet. No, I'm far more old school. So I wrote all the names down on a piece of paper, cut them all into strips, put them into a hat, vomished them around and got my husband to draw out. And the winner of the skein of Boysenberry Biffle Plus from Easy Knits is Stacy, who left a comment on the Podbean site. So congratulations Stacy. I'll contact you and ask uh, for your address and send you on this gorgeous little uh, skein of loveliness which should hopefully um, I'm not actually checked where you've come from, but hopefully we'll be with you before Christmas. Um, if you're, unless you're in Australia or New Zealand, in which case we might be a bit pushed, might we, to get it to you by Christmas. But um, congratulations and thanks again. And it's lovely to see um, that I've got some male listeners. Hey, hello, Polly. It's, you know, I've always been looking um, at the members of the Ravelry group to see who is and and. Most of my listeners, um, and, and in fact, I did think all of my listeners were female, so it's absolutely wonderful to know that they're not. Um, and it's lovely to have Paulie step forward and say hello. So, um, sorry, Paulie, you didn't win. And neither did Scarlatti, who was the lady who'd broken her arm and, you know, needed something to pet. So I hope that she's able to actually pick up and, and crochet. It's her left arm she's broken. Um, and certainly when I last had any messaging with her she was saying that she wasn't allowed to even move her fingers at that point she had to keep everything completely still so you know fingers crossed that she's now actually able to move her fingers and therefore hold her yarn so that she can crochet so on to the review um and actually <laughs> i've kind of already mentioned it um which 
bad planning on my part, really. Bad podcaster. Um, but the review this week is actually of the Vanna's Choice acrylic. 100% acrylic. It comes in 85 gram balls that contains 145 yards or 133 metres of um, yarn. It's a Lion brand product. And uh, the ones I've got are the Mist colours um when you hold the balls and squish it it feels really quite soft um and it's got a nice feel to it in the ball but actually when you are handling it and working with it i'm finding it rougher than um, i was expecting from what other people said i've come across a couple of knots within the balls that i've worked with as well which i've never come across acrylic before um, so I was quite surprised with that. Um, I think looking at the Banyan Tree website, which is where I order um, yarn from, which was a UK-based um, importer of Lion Brand products, is now um, actually based in Malta. Um, I think that what Vanna's Choice has got going for it compared to um, perhaps some of the acrylics that are on the market here in the UK is that it has got a really wide range of colours. But, like I say, I have been surprised by the feel of it compared to what I've got uh, quite a bit of experience of working with, uh, which are sort of Sirdar Snuggly, which I think you can't beat. I mean, I've worked with it in DK and 4-ply weight for baby garments and baby blankets, and I just think it's absolutely brilliant for that. Now, what's the name of it? Uh, it's I think it's, it comes from the Sirdar stable, but it has a different name possibly because it's been hanging around um, so long. Let me see if I can find the name of... Ah, here it is. It's the Hayfield. Um, apologies if you can hear any clicking. It's me clicking on the, the mouse and probably the microphone's a bit too close, but, you know, I'm sat not at the table today. I'm sat in the easy chair because I'm just too lazy to move away from the fire. It's too cold in the other part of the room. Um, yeah, Hayfield Bonus DK is another that I've used. And obviously the Sirdar Denim um, is the Aran weight and chunky weights of acrylic that I've used quite a lot of. Um, and Vanna's Choice is a worsted wheat, so I, I suppose it sort of compares to that. What I will say for it, that it isn't, doesn't appear to squeak when I use it, which I think is probably the worst aspect of cheap acrylics when you use them that squeak when you, you're trying to sort of work with them on the needles, which I really don't like. But looking at the um, square that I crocheted up in it, it's got that shine to it that acrylic um, yarns can have, the squeaky acrylic can have. But, you know, we'll see. When I finish this and wash it up, it'll be interesting. I mean, at the moment, I've only crocheted with it as well, which, of course, does make quite a dense fabric. Um and uh, so I need to knit with it and see if it comes up with a and what it what it's draped like then. But I've been strangely disappointed by it. I was by listening to sort of and reading all the things from people who rave about it. I was expecting something um, softer to touch um, as I was using it than than I've actually got. So that's the Lions brand Vanna's Choice worsted weight acrylic. Now onto something I really like. Well, oh, geez, there's so many things I could mention. 
Um, there's so many things I can mention at the moment. But what I'm going to go for sounds really, really daft. But it's actually, um, it, it's Christmas carols, um, traditional Christmas carols. Actually, I really do like modern Christmas carols as well that the children sing at school. Um, but traditional ones sung in harmony. On Wednesday, um, the choir at school were asked to take part in a concert um, and as part of the bill of the concert there was a male voice choir and although it was only the 1st of December it you know which felt a little early to be singing Christmas carols it was absolutely delightful um, to to listen and it just sort of made me go and find um, some lovely lovely carols and Christmas things and in fact just before I started to record this afternoon I did actually rummage around <laughs> and also get um, my DVD of White Christmas out so I've been you know listening and enjoying that I felt very bar humbuggy and not very Christmassy last year I'm feeling a bit more Christmassy this year um, so much so that today we actually went to go and get the tree um, last year we ended up with a tree that was only uh, about 10 inches high um, so this year I was determined to get one um, before it went short we're not going to decorate it for another week yet so it's in the shed so I hope it doesn't freeze too much um, but Whilst I decorate that, I'll be having my either my Bing Crosby on, or um, I want to get hold of um, Alid Jones singing Christmas songs because I just love his version of Oh Holy Night, um, which is just really, really nice. But that choral singing of Christmas songs, Canterbury Carol is another one that I just absolutely adore. Um, I just love it. So... So what I'm interested in knowing is, for those of you who do celebrate Christmas, what is it that you love to listen to whilst you're decorating your tree or writing your Christmas cards or covering the kitchen with flour whilst you're making your mince pies? What are your favourite Christmas tunes? I've really, really enjoyed um, all the activity on the forum in the run-up to the draw, so I'd love to, to see some of that. So come on, tell me, what is it? You know, Give me some recommendations for what to listen to that I might not have heard before um, for Christmas. My recommendation is if you can find a male voice choir singing either the, uh, the Coventry Carol or Oh Holy Night, it's just beautiful. Absolutely love it. Um, I also don't think you can go wrong with Silent Night in German either. Um, sends shivers down my spine. But I want to know what you really, really enjoy listening to. In terms of upcoming events, um, just some that I want to share with you. Uh, apologies again as I click, um, because I know it does uh, come up, but I want to have a look um, on the Fibre and Clay website. Over the next little while, um, there's quite a few interesting course, courses for a whole range of skills. We've got Learn to Crochet, which is, there's one, is actually, the next one is actually in March. Um, there was one on Friday um, that's been put on, on just gone, um, because it was so much demand and put it on but there, it's running again in March so if there's anyone who wants to learn how to crochet then coming up in on the, the 5th of March there's a learn to crochet course um, at Fibre and Clay there's also the next level taking it on in April so once you've done one you can then go on um, to do the next there are also some interesting um, technique ones coming up that I'm really interested in there's um, a Tunisian crochet 
course in January, 15th of January. Now I've got some Knit Pro hooks and cables, but I, I still haven't kind of got my head around looking at the little bits that, that are on about it. So there's a Tunisian crochet course in January and um, there's a Mebus knitting in March, 26th of March. Now that's just a sample of what's coming up. There's something on nearly every Saturday um, at Fibre and Clay in Nutsford. And people do come from quite a distance to attend the workshops. And it is lovely. They're lovely workshops. They are usually, now I'm saying this, certainly the last ones that I've been to, um, they are £40 for the day. But that includes lunch and all refreshments during the day. And it's lovely. It's in a workshop room upstairs at Fibre and Clay. Um, you've got the knitting on hand so you can go and have a rummage if you want to go and get any supplies. Um, all the yarns are there and it's really, really nice. There's also um, a newish shop in Manchester called Pearl City Yarns. Now, I've not managed to get to it yet. Um, it's not in an area of the city, I know, but it is pretty much in the, in the city centre. It's not that far. Um, out from the main bit. Um, they've got two upcoming events um, in the next few weeks. On Wednesday, um, this coming Wednesday, the 8th, from 5 o'clock till 8 o'clock, the Natural Dye Studio will be there um, showing a whole range of their products. Now, they were at Fibre and Clay, not Saturday this weekend, but Saturday before, and it's lovely, a good chance to see all of the natural um, dye studios, hand dyed yarns, lovely, lovely yarns if you've never had a, a chance to see them. Um, so Amanda from Natural Dye Studio is going to be there to explain more about the process of dyeing, the yarns they use. Um, she's also going to be talking about her um, crochet designs. She designs a lot of things based on crochet motifs, which are really, really interesting. And she's, she can show you that there's far more to crochet motifs than a granny square. So that's really, really interesting. There's also um, Jenny from Fibre Spates will be at Pearl City Yarns on the 11th um, of December from 4 till 6. And that's to coincide with the launch of their extended range of Fibre Spates yarns. Um, so she'll be looking um, again, she'll be talking about her yarns, the inspiration, the processes behind them and the discussing the range of patterns that she's now sorting out um, to, to accompany the yarns. That is um, in the gallery at Pearl City Yarns and in Manchester and refreshments are available free of charge. Um, it is free to attend but because they can only take a limited number of places they are um, asking you to um, email um, at info at pearlcityyarns.com that's P-U-R-L-C-I-T-Y-Y-A-R-N-S dot com. And they're sort of reserved on a, a first come, first serve basis. That's also the same for Wednesday's Natural Dye Studio um, event. So I don't know if there are spaces available on either of those. But if there are, then that, you know, an excellent opportunity to have a look at, at both of those lovely companies, lovely products, and if you've not had a chance to look at them before and you're in the Manchester area, well worth um, going to, I should imagine. Anyway, that's pretty much it. It's a shortish episode um, today, but I am conscious that it's been 
you know, it's been very sporadic, hasn't it, over the last few months. I'm not kind of coping with this whole fortnightly thing. Um, so I'm determined that I want to get back on track for that. So I'm possibly going for maybe slightly shorter um, sessions and hopefully more frequently and we can, I can get myself back into a groove um, so that I'm speaking to you more often. Thank you so much for all the messages and the um, encouragement for when I do have my moments where I'm, I feel like I'm slipping away. It's lovely to know that you are out there and you're listening and you're waiting for the next episode and it does spur me on. So thank you so much. You can, of course, contact me um, through Ravelry, where I'm Tales from the Plane, on the Ravelry um, group board. You can, of course, leave messages on either of the show notes sites. That's yarnsfromtheplane at podbean.com or yarnsfromtheplane at blogspot.com or you can email me at yarnsfromtheplane at googlemail.com that's Y-A-R-N-S-F-R-O-M-T-H-E-P-L-A-I-N for all of those with no spaces. Thanks very much for listening and until next time, take care, keep warm, bye! Oh